0: Welcome back to the Creatures podcast. My name is Katie Williams, and while I could describe my vocation as a feminine embodiment and relationship coach, spirit baby medium, an intuitive channel and energetic healer, I could sum it all up as a deep passion for guiding women through the divine phases of womanhood. I also love the beach, rom-com movies, and chocolate. I'm a Virgo sun, Libra moon, and Leo rising, and a manifesting generator. I am a multi-passionate person, so we go into a variety of different topics here on the show. However, every conversation is designed to alchemize the divine feminine spirit within every single woman. I'm so grateful to have you here, and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Creatress Podcast. Today's episode is from an Instagram live that I did with Kristen Hope. She is an intuitive guide and mentor, and we got into a really juicy conversation about taking back your power, both as a student and a coach in the coaching and healing industry. We talked about our own personal experiences with not making the best investments in programs and mentors the investing yourself high, building a good relationship with money, and different things that we learned that we are now implementing in our own businesses. I highly recommend listening to the entire episode because we dropped so many golden nuggets in this episode and I hope you guys enjoy. hello everyone hello my soul family welcome back to the creatress podcast i have been anticipating this episode in like the best way possible because we're going to get into some juicy conversations and we have an amazing guest on here today Kristen, and we're going to go into so much detail of taking back your power in the coaching industry, both as a student and a, this usually takes a few seconds to come on. Let's see, did that work? This always happens. There we go. Hi, Kristen. Ooh, hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, I'm so happy to have to have this. I feel like industry really, really needs it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. So just to give some background information to the audience, me and Kristen have been following each other on social media. We had a um, person in common that we have worked with and Kristen sent out an email not too long ago going into the details of her experience of taking her power back after working with a mentor, and I really resonated with it. I was in a similar place of taking back my own power and not putting it into external things that my then didn't actually want me to do. Mm-hmm. Before we get into all that, can you introduce yourself, what you do, who you are off of the Instagram
1: and the socials? Yes, I can. So I'm Kristen and I have a business doing intuitive healing work. I am a Reiki practitioner, so I do some Reiki energy healing. And then also with the work that I do, I help people with the more tangible side of finances. I had originally wanted to do that as a career and started a business as a financial coach. And then when I started working with the mentor that I had written that email about, I felt like I was kind of guided away from doing that and told that I was supposed to be doing something else. And I realized after some time away from that mentor and reflecting that I should have just continued doing the thing that I knew that I loved doing. So now I'm still doing that, but I've incorporated some other things in that I've also picked up along the way and love doing like the intuitive work. So that is, I'm kind of a, a little Jill of all trades, I guess you could say, when it comes to some of those things. Um, But I'm a manifesting generator in human design, if any of you are familiar with that. So I'm a multi-passionate person, and it makes sense for me to be doing numerous things. And with being tapped into your intuitive abilities, it's very easy to help coach people in a lot of different areas, and also just with the life experience that I have. I've been through some stuff and gotten myself out of some situations. So I can help people with that, both financially and with relationship stuff. And it all really ties back to self love, trusting yourself, confidence, stuff like that. So that is my main focus.
0: Awesome. I've seen some of your content lately with like finances. I took your recent money class. Mm-hmm. Love how you blend into and things that can actually be implemented because I think that's a really important part of coaching. So when you first came into like the coaching space, was it something that you were already familiar with or was it like completely brand new to you?
1: So initially with the financial coaching, it was having my own business coaching was new to me, but I had taken Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University And then after a couple years of practicing some of those principles myself, then I actually was a facilitator of that course. So I guided a group of people through my church, actually, through that course of his. So I had kind of coached in that capacity before. And then I just had a lot of friends and coworkers who were always asking me for help with financial stuff, figuring out how to pay off debt, figuring out how to start investing and taking advantage of their 401k, things like that. So I had been just helping people for free for a while. And then people kept telling me I was really good at it and I should start a business. So finally, after like three years, I decided to pull the trigger and start a business. But then when I started working with the mentor, she did a read for me and was seeing that I was supposed to be doing intuitive work and healing work. And so she started teaching me all the things that she knew about that. And guiding me down that path. And that was, I feel like, a very different area of coaching than what I was doing before. And we've kind of discussed, and I know one of the things that you wanted to get into today was that it's very unregulated, which can be dangerous because a lot of people who are coaches don't have any sort of certification in anything at all. And that isn't necessarily bad. They might be a very good coach, but there just isn't a way to make sure with a certificate all the time that somebody knows what they're doing. And also some people who have a certificate are not good at being a coach. And um, also the pricing can just be crazy. Some people are charging an astronomical amount of money. Some of them are probably worth it and others might not be. So I know you wanted to get into discussing a little bit how to figure out what is the right investment for you.
0: Yes, for sure. There's so much to like unpack and everything that you mentioned that I definitely want to get into all of that. The first thing I want to go back to is when you were working with the mentor and she saw you doing intuitive work, was that something that you kind of just like listened to and followed along with? Or was it something that you were questioning as you were continuing to learn it? hmm.
1: So it really resonated with me when she first told me that that's what I was supposed to be doing. But then I feel like along the way, she would be teaching me how to do certain things. And I would feel like, I don't think I'm really supposed to do this. And it I just didn't know I wasn't really in my power as I stated in that email. So I didn't know how to say like, I don't know if we should be going down this path. Or I don't know if I should be learning this and looking back I also just kind of feel like she took advantage of me a little bit and she knew that I was paying her a lot of money and she could just kind of drag it out forever by teaching me everything she knew how to do instead of helping me figure out what do I want to do. And then based on what I want to do, what skills do I actually need to have in my toolbox?
0: Mm, I see. And then I remember when we were talking in our Zoom call, Mm -hmm. mentioned that like one month would be up, then it would be mentioned, like, "Oh, I meant to teach you this thing and that thing." Mm-hmm. And
1: it'd be- you? Yes. So it felt a little bit like I was being strung along in that way too, where she would kind of dangle a carrot of something really cool that she wanted to teach me, and she'd be like, "Remind me to teach you next time," and then I would get the email that it was time to sign up for another month, and I wouldn't realize that that had been my last session for that month, and then I felt like, okay, I really want to learn that thing, so I guess I'll sign up again, and it was just a lot of money, and then I can't remember, if I think I probably told you that also I was feeling like I should not do December, and Mm -hmm. I let her know that, and then she said that she thought that that was funny because she had just looked in, and she was seeing that I should do December, but then not January and February, and For whatever reason at the time, I just thought, oh, I guess that makes sense. And I did another month with her and looking back, I'm like, why did I do another month with her? Like, I just got tricked into spending a bunch more money for not really, I just felt like I wasn't getting the return on the investment that I should have been getting.
0: Yes. That was something I was thinking about before coming on to the Instagram live is like when we're making an investment obviously we want a return of investment. And I feel like in the coaching space, a lot of times that return of investment could just be like feeling based. Mm -hmm. But when we're seeking coaching to get actual results, then that return of investment is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Getting into that was your investment something that kind of like grew over time, did it stay the same. And as you just reflect on it, do you feel like you got the value that you wanted out of it?
1: I don't. And that's what has been really tough for me is as I had more space away and I reflected back on everything, I feel like maybe the first three to four months was a pretty good return. There was a lot of healing work that I needed to do and that we did together. And it did help me build a little well not even a little a lot of confidence in myself but then after that is where I feel like the return on the investment really kind of tanked because of just certain things that she was kind of pushing me to do that now looking back even though yes I'm technically the one who made the choice I just feel like I was kind of being pushed in a certain direction and based on certain information that was being told to me in these intuitive reads that she was doing I felt like okay This is what I need to do. This is what's going to get me to where I want to go. But then that wasn't actually happening.
0: Mm, Okay. And then you worked with her for a pretty long time, right? It was Mm -hmm. something that was spread out over almost a year. Yeah, it
1: was about a year. There was definitely one full month that I took off and there were other times where I took a week or two weeks off, but it was pretty much a year.
0: Yeah, and I know we talked about this before where like coaching should not be a super spread out thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's this false impression of if we keep investing, 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 we'll get what we want. Mm-hmm. But actually, how that works, I think that even if we invest in something that's, let's say, a three month program, and let's say, that program actually delivers results, then there's no need to keep investing, investing, investing. Mm-hmm. And So common to also get very like emotionally attached to it. Like just like how someone can have a shopping addiction, we can have an addiction to quote unquote investing in ourselves, but it's not actually an investment if we're not getting a return of investment. Exactly. I think a lot of people can mistake like, the feeling of excitement, actually, the body being addicted to like this high that comes from Ooh, I just spent money, you know, mm-hmm. it's more than that. And I think that it's a lot of discernment to choose the right coach and choose the right. Mentor. So are you working with other people at this time? Are you working with anyone else now that you feel is like more in alignment with you?
1: Yeah, so there were definitely some people that I worked with in different capacities over that year timeframe as well. And then since I stopped working with her, I took a marketing class this winter. That was actually done by a girl I went to high school with and played volleyball with. Um, And she's awesome. The way she teaches marketing is really great. And I, you know, we've followed each other on Instagram for a long time and I'd watched her over a couple years building this business and the way that she talks about everything really resonates with me and she is a lot about honesty and integrity and that is super important to me so I knew I would be in good hands signing up for that course which she's actually going to be offering again I think starting in August and I'm going to be an affiliate for that program because it is something that I do believe in and think will be helpful to people. And then I am actually in a different group coaching program now that just started at the beginning of June with somebody who a couple people I know have worked with before and had really great things to say about. And I did a call with her and chatted with her ahead of time to also make sure that it felt like it was going to be aligned for me, finding out the way that she does things, what she likes to balance having a little bit of masculine structure to then let your feminine flow within that really resonated with me. And she has a seven figure business. So I know that she has been very successful doing what she does and felt like that would be a good fit for me.
0: Mm, Yes. I'm so happy to hear that. Like you're working with someone who's just so aligned. Um, I started doing something similar where I, like, really made sure that a program that I invested in is something that actually delivers results. Mm-hmm. And going into, like, results, there's a lot of, like, trauma healing programs to within the coaching and healing industry. And I had actually taken a program that was done by the mentor that you were working with. And although it brought awareness to trauma, there's such a huge difference, I feel like, trauma informing and trauma healing because trauma healing is like somatic work and teaching our body to literally have a different reaction so was trauma healing something that you got into with this mentor at all and if so what was your experience like with that
1: Um, a little bit, but honestly, there was someone else who I went to for some more healing work too. And there definitely wasn't the like, body work and embodiment work that I feel like is probably necessary that I know we've chatted about and Ivan had been talking to a client yesterday. I had a coaching client and there was something that came up trauma related for her. And I told her like, you really need to work this through your body. And I was intuitively feeling in and gave her some options that felt like they would be good to help her move it through her body, but it keeps coming up because it's still in her body and it needs to be fully released from the body. And I know you had said, you don't really think you can just journal away your trauma. And I would agree on that. There's also a book, that I've been meaning to read for a couple years now called The Body Keeps Score. That's all about that, how your body stores trauma and to fully release things and be able to move on, you really have to work it through your body and help your body release it.
0: Yeah, and sometimes our mind can be like really stubborn to that too. Um, And when it comes to like trauma healing programs or mentors, I feel like there can be a connection between being stubborn to trauma healing, but then continuing to invest in like a program or a mentor. Mm -hmm. That's where the codependency comes in. I feel like being done within the program, but not outside of the program and in daily life. Um, And just going back to like somatic work and working through the body. I've shared so much just about, my own journey with healing painful sex and like the first time i did a breathing technique it wasn't just one and done like a miracle happened things just like rainbows and butter and butterflies like no each time i've been intimate i've done the technique i've done what my body needs to do in that moment to relax and surrender and not have the trauma And through that repetition and me doing that's what's healing it because Mm -hmm. different um, decisions. So I just wanted to go in that. I get really passionate about that and it kind of ties into all this.
1: Yeah.
0: Go back to like, you know, the investments and financials and things like that. So what point did you come to where you kind of realized that the investment that you were making wasn't actually in alignment with you? Did it feel like going down a rabbit hole a bit and then kind of snapping out of it and being like, whoa, what am I doing here?
1: That's a very interesting question. And I
0: feel like there were
1: times when I would notice a little resistance of some sort and truly looking back now, I'm like, okay, it was my intuition trying to tell me something, but I feel like it honestly wasn't even until after I stopped working with her and had a little time pass and had some like bigger struggles start to happen in my business that I was like, okay, I need to really figure out what's going on here. And when I finally was willing to fully look at it all, it was like opening Pandora's box. And all this stuff was coming up. And I even actually had some other people who had worked with that same mentor reach out to me and ask me about some stuff. And then as we got to talking, it was like just more and more kind of kept coming up. And I had to think back and realize all the different times that I felt like I actually ignored my own intuition along the way, whether it was deciding to continue on with another month or not saying something when I felt like whatever was being taught to me was not something that I really needed to learn or different things like that. I just realized that there were a lot of things that had happened that didn't feel like they were in alignment for me. And I had been just giving my power away and wasn't stepping up and saying something and making the choices that I felt like were aligned with me because I knew that this person had very good intuitive ability is very intuitively tapped in. So I felt like whatever she was channeling for me was right. And was, I was very committed to being on my highest path. So then it was like, whatever she said was in the highest alignment for me. I was just so willing to listen and do that. Even when there was maybe something in my body telling me no. And that's where I can look back and realize, oh shoot. I should have really just listened to my body. My body is trying to tell me something and that's my intuition. And I need to listen to my intuition above anyone else's. And I've always been different with my clients and I'll tell them things and I'll say, this is what I'm getting, but do what feels aligned to you. And I make sure to emphasize that of if this doesn't feel right to you, don't
0: do it. Mm, Okay. And then like, um, like when you were in the sessions with her, even though you were learning intuitive abilities, was that like the main reason why you made the investment or was it to grow your business and to focus on that? So
1: the first time I signed up for it, it was that I had started this financial coaching business and I really wanted that business to be successful. And there was actually like a little drop in course like a single night workshop thing that she had offered like right when I had started my business and she was channeling what was blocking me from that. And when she told me the information of what was blocking me, I felt like, whoa, I thought I had done so much healing work here, but now this is making me feel like I have a lot more to do. And then she had actually reached out to me a few weeks later and said that she was feeling called to invite me to her mentorship program and that I would be a good fit. And I really wanted to be successful at having my own business. So I figured I needed to heal whatever was going to be blocking me from being successful so I could go out and really help people. And then also the whole premise of her mentorship program is to help you monetize your soul's purpose. So I figured it was going to be the best way for me to be successful doing what my soul really came here to do.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that kind of, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like return of investment, because there were things that you you wanted to work on that, you know, maybe you feel like you didn't get out of it. So just going into like the financial aspect of it too, Mm -hmm. what happened when you were making the investments? Like, was it going into debt or... Um, like, how did that transpire? Because I yeah. think as well, like, in the coaching industry, people are kind of pushed to make multiple mm-hmm. financial decisions. Mm-hmm. And yes, with every type of growth that we want to have, there's an investment that's going to have to be made so that we can learn and grow. But then there's a point where it's like, if someone wants to stick to their budget, they're kind of put down for prioritizing that. Yeah. That's a really toxic thing that happens in this industry. So if you're comfortable, I would love if you could share like what happened financially in the situation. Yeah,
1: so I did end up going into debt a little bit to be able to keep going at certain points with it and made some financial decisions that once again, Like, looking back now, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, that's not in alignment with me and the way that I operate, but it was based on, again, like, things that she was saying to me, and I don't want to just say that she was pressuring me, because it wasn't like that. I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but, I mean, like, she will tell stories of things that she did and choices that she made and talk about how... You know, she had negative, however, many dollars in her bank account and still spent money to get a healing session. And then that was what solved everything for her. So it's that, like, light pressure, I guess you could say, where Mm -hmm. you're being told these things that make you feel like, okay, this is the thing that I need to do that's going to turn it all around. But then it doesn't necessarily happen the way that is kind of being sold to you and uh, i mean i will say that there are probably some situations where it does make sense for people to go into some sort of debt to make certain investments in themselves along the way but i think it's a very case-by-case situation and each person kind of knows what they're comfortable with and even like today i have a monthly membership that there are some ladies in we were talking about financial stuff that's kind of our theme for this month and i was talking to them about a plan to pay down some debt and talking about how dave ramsey teaches to have a thousand dollars as your starter emergency fund and if you have more than that in there and you have debt pull that out to pay it off and i told them that i don't really believe in having just an across the board single dollar amount because different people have different situations and for some people that thousand dollars might be good and that might be okay for them and they can make the progress and it'll be good but for other people it might be a bad decision so i like to talk through with people and figure out what would actually work for you based on everything in your life and go from there so i feel like people need to also look at their own situation and figure out you know is making this investment if i do need to use debt to make this investment? How am I going to feel after? Is this debt going to feel like a huge weight on my shoulders? Am I going to feel stressed out and pressured to now make that much more money so I can get rid of this? Or does it feel fun? Does it feel comfortable and making sure that you're only doing things that actually feel good to you?
0: Yeah. And then like when it comes to going into debt, so we can do different programs and things like that. I feel like there's also this false um type of image that tends to be projected through different like coaches and healers who are unethical where it's like after I made this investment this took off or after uh-huh. I dollars this was healed but I feel like it's not about the dollar amount that's being spent it's about the implementation of what's being taught because I mean most likely when the- was made the work was done within that investment that then came about in a way that was really really beneficial so did you have any experiences like that in the mentorship where you were told about these different experiences and then you did something similar but didn't have the same type of outcome
1: yeah multiple times and so that's what's hard looking back to realize that I, In a way, I feel like I fell for the same trick multiple times with the same person there. And I think what people fail to talk about in that example that you just gave is that it also really, really depends on the current beliefs of whoever they're giving this advice to, the current energy that that person holds, and what making that decision is going to do to their energy and to their beliefs. Because like I said, if making that investment by taking out debt is going to then make you feel extra pressure in your life, that's going to make it harder for you to pull in the income to pay it off. But if it's going to make you feel totally fine and good, then it's fine. But because of especially like taking Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, because of the relationship that I had with debt and what I felt about debt. I felt like debt was something bad, something that I don't want, and so I think even making that choice made me feel kind of ashamed, and it almost made me feel like I was out of integrity because I had taken this course and then taught to other people not to take out debt for things, and then there I was making that choice, and that doesn't actually mean that it's bad to do that, and I know that... You've looked into Amanda Francis's work, who teaches about money, and she likes to talk about how debt is neutral. It is just a choice to pay things off over time. But I had not done all of that work leading up to that point to fully neutralize my relationship with debt before making that choice. So that was definitely not the best choice for me at that time.
0: Mm, Okay. So I also want to talk about the fact that, like, when it comes to pricing as well, on the coating side of things, I think there's such this big pressure to have these really high prices. But if we're not at a point in our business where that makes sense, then it's not gonna work out long-term. And I've seen um, with this same mentor as well, just that price tag on the mentorship does not equate to the return of investment and the value and where the business is at. So Mm -hmm. you worked with the mentor. Did you change any pricing in your own business and how you market that?
1: Yeah, so I was kind of feeling pressured to raise prices frequently and raise them to, and this goes back to like, I feel like I'm the epitome of like the good student, (laughs) like I was always participating in class. If there weren't assigned seats, I would sit in the front row all the time. You know, I got good grades, all that stuff, like I liked to do the right things. So if I'm being told that the best way to do things is to do like what is in your highest alignment all the time and like test what's in your highest good, all these things. Then I felt like I need to make these most aligned, most perfect kind of in a way choices all the time. So I would be trying to intuitively feel into and intuitively read my pricing. And I would be getting that it was in my highest good or it was in alignment with my higher self to charge a certain amount. So then I felt like, oh, if that's what I'm getting, then this is what I have to do if I'm trying to create this thing. But That's just not necessarily true. And I feel like I can see now also how that's kind of not how it works because if you're looking at what's in alignment with your higher self, but you aren't there yet, embodying that version of yourself very consistently every single day, it's not going to work out. And the better way to do things is to have your pricing at a lower amount to get started. And then once you are booked out and you're struggling to be able to even keep up, maybe, I mean, you shouldn't be doing that. Don't burn yourself out. But if you're feeling like, okay, I'm booked up with clients, then raise your prices by a little bit, just a little bit, go a little bit higher, settle into that, let that feel normal to you. And then, you know, later on again, raise it by a little bit more, but you don't need to do huge price jumps. And I feel like Based on the way that things were taught to me, I was almost afraid that I would be blocking myself from clients if I didn't charge enough money because I would be sending this signal to the universe that I didn't see my value or I didn't feel worthy. So then people weren't going to book with me. That was kind of like how it was taught to me. So I felt pressured to try to charge like the highest amount that I could possibly be in alignment with energetically which depending on who is tuning into this you might be like what is she even saying right now what does this mean but everybody has a frequency your energy your vibration that you are at and money is also its own vibration so changing your vibration and how you are what your frequency is helps you align with different amounts of money and you can align yourself with making more money all the time You can also end up aligning yourself with less money if you, you know, if your self-esteem tanks or your beliefs about money change and become more negative, then you could end up aligning yourself with less money. But I felt like, okay, I have to try to align with the most money possible and you just don't have to do that either.
0: (laughs) Something really came through as you were talking about all of that, when you were talking about looking into what is in my highest alignment mm-hmm. there's like highest alignment and then the business highest alignment because the business is its own entity and if the business is still like a baby a baby can't go from crawling to riding a bike and i feel like that really applies to pricing and Feel like within pricing as coach and a mentor, that it's also important to look at who you're marketing. Um, because with the mentor that you've been speaking about, when I've just like observed how things were being marketed. I kind of noticed like this is a really high price point being marketed to people who are just starting a business or. Mm-hmm you know, not at a stage where they can pay that amount every single month. And so I feel like there's also that importance of matching pricing to who we're marketing to.
1: Right. Yeah, I would agree. And then again, just going back to like, is this person qualified to be coaching you in this capacity? Where exactly is their business? is there business somewhere that you would want it to be? Is this the right investment for you? There's a lot to just consider and look into when it comes to all of that.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it's selfish either to look at a return of investment. Just going back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, with people kind of jumping into this and going off of feelings, it's not sustainable long-term, especially like if we're trying to do trauma healing or like growing a business. Growing a business is, um, it has very tangible traits. I mean, there's money and then we can do things with money, all of that. So I would also like recommend to the people who are watching and listening that it's not selfish to think about what am I getting out of this program? Because on the coach's side as well, if we're giving something, if we're serving something, then we want the client or the student or who or whoever to receive it.
1: hmm Yeah. And so the other thing to keep in mind is, while there is this responsibility of the coach to be providing some sort of value and helping with the transformation, it is ultimately the responsibility of the client to make those changes. Because I could give you all the tools in the world if you were my coaching client. And if you don't do anything with them, you're not going to get results. And that's not my fault that you didn't do it. That's you choosing not to. But I feel like there were some things along the way with the mentor that I was working with where what she was advising me to do didn't feel right for me. And I felt like I can't do that. It kind of goes against my values. It's not what I believe in. So then that made it so that I also kind of couldn't be successful doing it her way because I wasn't going to fully do it her way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being an individual is just so, so important. You know, when we're in a program or working with a mentor, because it's so easy to just like keep giving money and keep giving more money and more money and more money. And sometimes resentment can build up towards money in general. Mm-hmm. If- continuously investing in things that aren't actually serving us. And this kind of came through intuitively, but I felt really called to talk about how like mentors also shouldn't be chosen just based on based on personality either. Mm -hmm. I think personality is great in every business. I mean, it makes us who we are. But in a world where we're Bombarded with like influencers and things like that, and they can just sell things like their body or their hair or whatever. When it comes to the coaching and healing space, I feel like it doesn't work that way because someone can have the personality, but again, return investment if that's not coming through, then really not the right mentor.
1: Yeah, and then when you combine the coaching with the spiritual, which obviously not every coach. Is in the spiritual space. Not every coach is in the business space. Some are doing kind of both. And you have to make sure also that the person is not just living in the energetic realm. Because I think that's what happens sometimes too, where if they are like a spiritual business coach, they could be living so much in the spiritual side of things that they end up spiritual bypassing and they're not considering the actual current physical reality that we're living in and the implications of doing certain things certain ways just based on the energy. Because the energy is meant to be something that's a complement to our physical experience and using our intuitive abilities can help make it easier. But when you're just fully living in the energetic, it can cause problems because that's not meant to be the
0: main space that you live.
1: Not when we're on the earth plane.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I wanna mention something before we get to this question here, but I also think that's really great that you mentioned that because if we're like marketing to people as well who maybe don't have the best relationship with money, then it's not healthy to push them into doing something that really isn't comfortable for them. Like for example, Mm -hmm. they have $0 in their bank account and they're like overwhelmed stressed whatever not healthy for someone to say well you're not putting yourself first if you you don't make this investment but it just it doesn't work that way you know we yeah. have priorities and we can always come back to healing different things we have a thousand different resources here like just on like Instagram Facebook Whatever we're where we can find different coaches and mentors. So I just really want to mention that. Yeah. We- I love
1: to send people free resources all the time. And then also I'll recommend books that have helped me because books are obviously lower investment than most other things. So I like to try to meet people where they're at and offer help that way until they're in a better spot to then invest more money.
0: Yeah, I've been doing that as well, like putting out free resources, lower priced offerings and that type of thing. I have a question here. It says, Kristen, would you have realized that you needed to do things your way if you hadn't been told by your mentor to do it another way?
1: Yes, because I am someone who does not like to feel like I'm copying someone. So there were also actually situations even like really early on with working with her where she would tell me to do something and I would be like, okay, well, I just need to figure out like a way that feels like me because I don't want to just feel like I'm copying you. So I already was doing some things differently and trying to find my way, but The thing that I feel like I really took away from this also was that that was kind of an example of where some people aren't maybe experienced enough in the actual coaching or mentoring space who are out trying to be a coach or a mentor. And it really reminds me of my nine to five job. I worked at a youth sports technology company and I was in account management and they would promote salespeople to be. Managers of other salespeople and account managers to be managers of other account managers if they were like the top performers. But just because someone was really good at, you know, managing their own territory, making the sales in their own territory, growing the revenue in their own territory, does not mean that they actually know how to lead other people and how to truly, you know, in that case, a manager, in this case, be a coach or be a mentor. So looking back, I realized that she just didn't know how to actually help guide me either. So I feel like everything kind of took longer than it needed to take. And again, I was like forking over money that whole time trying to get to it, but I wasn't really actually being guided to help myself figure it out. And it was after the separation and me just trying to ask myself questions again that I finally started to really figure my stuff out and I felt like, oh crap, now I'm almost like back to square one where I'm realizing there was something that I started before I started working with her that I really loved and I really want to keep doing, but I felt guided away from doing it. So I, and I know you weren't on at the beginning of this, but I've talked about how it's like, I fully gave away my power and I was ignoring my own intuition multiple times along the way and just kind of doing what was being told like what especially because things were being channeled and when it's being channeled then i felt like okay if this is what's in my highest good and in the highest alignment then i need to do it but that's not true first of all everybody has free will so you get to choose whatever you want to do but i was trying to be like the good little student and be on my path and do my soul mission and i was willing to kind of sacrificed myself a little bit along the way to do whatever I thought my soul had come here to do and to help people the way that I thought I was supposed to help people. And again, after taking the space back to myself, I realized I already kind of knew how I was supposed to do that. And I was already expanding it in some ways. And I feel like I took like an expensive long detour. And now I'm back to where I'm supposed to be.
0: Thank you, Kristen, for answering that question that popped up. If anyone has any questions, like, please share them. Um, you can just put them, like, in the comments section because um, sometimes they don't pop up in that little question bubble thingy. So you can just type it in the comments. Um, when you are talking about, like, um, well, there's a few things that came through. Let me just unwire them a second. So, first of all, I feel like there are no in like building up a business. I think that coaches can feel really pressured to just jumping right into like, high priced offerings and that type of thing. But I feel like there's some beauty that comes with building something up and letting it grow kind of like if you plan a flower, it's beautiful to watch that flower grow. And it doesn't have to be jumping from one price point to another. And that also doesn't mean that we don't experience quantum leaps either, because I think that can be a perception as well where like, oh, if I want to leap, that means it's time to level up my prices when it doesn't always have to be that way. And then another thing that came through was when it comes to business, I think it really has to be – individualized, especially when it comes to strategy, because we can have the intuition and the energy and that type of thing. But without strategy, we can be completely lost, I feel like.
1: Yes, you definitely need to have some sort of strategy. But then I also will kind of struggle sometimes because, again, I'm just going to go ahead and blame this on my human design being a manifesting generator. It's because I am multi-passionate and based on my human design, I need to be really excited about something. So for example, for me, I cannot have a content calendar with my content planned out for the month of what I'm doing. That makes me feel restricted. It does not work for me. For other people, that is so freeing to them because they don't have to think about it. It's great. And that's an example of where, like you said, it has to be individual for people. And my strategy is more like, okay, I know that I need to post on you know, this platform in some way today, this one in some another, but I'll just kind of go with what I'm feeling in the moment and when I'm feeling inspired. And it's really cool to see how that plays out for me because every time I post something as an actual static post on Instagram, and every time I send an email, at least one person reaches out to me or comments on it and tells me that they really needed to hear that and tells me something about what they're going through and why, like you said, the whole reason we're even doing this right now is because I sent an email that really resonated with you. And it's so cool to see how that plays out. And whenever I'm posting it, I'm like, okay, I know somebody needs to hear this today. So I'm gonna let it come through me. I have no idea who it is. And without fail, every time I'll end up hearing from somebody and it's just a really magical way to be able to experience life. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I cannot plan out my content. I'm just changing every single day. I'm a manifesting generator, too, so I need to do, like, little things. Um, but if I'm just, like, going about my day, that's when I'll come up with, like, the best content rather than trying to channel it and planning it out and that just, like, not working. So it is very, like, individual-specific
1: It's so funny because it'll literally be right about when I need to leave the house for something that I will just get this idea. I'm like, I have to, I have to make this TikTok or I have to do this post on Instagram quick or I have to send this email. So it just feels like all of a sudden this thing needs to be birthed through me. I'm like, I need to get it out.
0: It's so funny because I actually did this today, but I have the best intuitive downloads after I make love to my man. Yeah. i like, take my shower, come out into the kitchen. I just feel like, and I, like, channel this whole thing. And it's, yeah. like, the best content I'll create, like, that whole week. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't see any other questions here right now. But is there anything else that you want to share just about, like, your experience and what you would recommend to someone who might be in this situation? Anything that comes through?
1: Yes, mainly just to forgive yourself. This is not the first time in my life that I've given my power away to somebody else and had to, you know, come to terms with that. And it's so easy to just beat yourself up about it and be so mad at yourself about it. So you definitely, if you are finding yourself in the same situation, you feel like you've done that, you need to forgive yourself for it and realize, like the first step is realizing that it has already happened. So you can't change it. The only thing that you can do is learn from it and then let that inform your choices moving forward, make different decisions. So one of the ways that I like to release that is writing letters and I safely burn them. I have a little mini cauldron to safely burn things in. So if you have a way to safely burn something, It's very satisfying to burn it, to just release it at the end. Otherwise you can also rip it up and just get it out of your house to let go of that. But then also, like I mentioned earlier, helping your body release it is so important and getting it to really move through and come out of your body. Crying is one way you can release things. I also love a good car scream. I have been known to scream in my car to let out some emotions. And then also things like exercise, whether it's going for a walk or going for a run, go to spin class, lift weights, go to boxing, whatever it is that can really help. It can also help to get a massage and just like set that intention before you go in there that you are there to help your body release any anger that you have towards yourself, resentment, shame, guilt, any of that, and just allow your body to release it.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Especially with something so sacred as investing our money. I think it's so easy to get hard on ourselves when we realize that some investments that we made just weren't the best, but yeah. that in the future, for sure. Yes. Thank you so much, Kristen. Oh, my phone almost fell <laughs> for coming into the lab my phone just like I was like making sure there wasn't any other questions then my phone almost just fell low. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on here the podcast will be uploaded very shortly and it will be on TV, YouTube and I think that's all for today awesome well thank you for having me thank you for being here Kristen bye Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you were able to take away so much from the episode. It would be so appreciated if you could leave a five-star review. This helps to get the podcast out to more listeners. And I hope you have a wonderful day or night wherever you are in the world. I will see you guys in the next episode.